set the scene for you guys. If we look to our left, it's nighttime. We're in Guatemala, San Antonio, Aguas Calientes. We're surrounded by volcanoes, some active, some inactive. Right now, it's a bit cloudy, so you can't really see it, but you can see the city lights in the hillside beside us. You can see the church in the town square, and we're sitting on the rooftop. I have a cup of coffee. Mandy has topped out on hers for the day. <laughs> But I am so excited to welcome the person who has brought me here to Guatemala, in all honesty. She is somebody who, honestly, I didn't even ever expect to meet in my life, and I am so grateful that I did. She's a salon owner. She is a nonprofit owner. She is a mother. She is one of the most giving, kind people I have met in my life so far. And she is Mandy Pulse. Mandy, thank you so much for chatting with me today and being here. It was quite an introduction. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know how to follow that. I just want to say thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, thank you for the kind words. Thank so before we get started, I love to set an intention like we were talking about. I think I'll set mine and then if you want to think about yours while I set mine. I think my intention for our conversation today would be like we were chatting a little bit off the microphone to dive into that bumpy road. I am obviously in an early place in my life and I see a path that is probably not straight coming in my future and I feel as if a lot of the people who are listening are also at a similar age and are also on that path and there's something about my generation that wants to find a bit more purpose I think in our work and it's becoming more and more prevalent in our workspaces and so kind of leading through your life and learning from your lessons is my intention today. Thank you. Um, my intention honestly I feel like I the road was very bumpy to get here. Mm -hmm. um, so my intention, I guess, is to just share with anyone that's on that bumpy road to let them know that it's okay if it's bumpy. It's okay if you have to take sharp left turns and sharp right turns. Um, you know, when we when we you talked about maybe going all the way back to my childhood and what my dreams were then and. Um, my dreams at that time were very different than where my life led. I could have never imagined uh, where I'd end up, even actually coming from, and I'll, I'll tell you more about this later, but coming from a, hair, a, a family of hairstylists, I'd never dreamed that's where I'd be, mm -hmm. and I never dreamed that I'd have the passion that I do for it. Um, so my intention today, again, is to just share that it's okay if the road is bumpy, yeah. that it's okay to be scared sometimes it's okay mm -hmm. to not know what's next to just keep moving forward something really powerful and something that we could all forever keep knowing and holding true to ourselves so like you said I love to start from the beginning and I would love I mean it doesn't have to be the earliest memory you remember but what was that first dream that you remember having for my career for your career or for just for your life in general maybe at a young age it wasn't career-based maybe it was just goal flight base? When I was a kid, I, I don't think I thought much about my career or my future. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm an only child. I was raised an only child. I had a brother um, that was born when I was 11 from my father that I never lived with. So I technically consider myself an only child. So I grew up with a lot of adults around, I guess is what I'm saying. So I was always um, very grown up, even from a young age. And I have always enjoyed being around older people and having having deep conversations with people yeah um but i think as far as like a career dream or anything like that i 
I don't know when this was, but I always thought I was going to be a nurse. Um, for some reason, that's just what was in my heart for a long time. So all the way through high school, I even, that's what I thought. I even went to community college for a year um, with the intention of getting a, a degree in nursing and going into nursing. Um, but I do come from a family of hairstylists. So my mom is still a hairstylist to this day. She went to beauty school when I was 18 months old um, and has been a hairstylist ever since. And my grandpa is a, was a barber for over 50 years and I grew up living with my grandparents uh, and my mother after my parents divorced when I was about two years old. Mm -hmm. So I grew up with a barber and a hairstylist. <laughs> no um, pressure I, or anything. Honestly, when I was young, I joke, but this is the truth, I grew up in the 80s, so um, the hair salon was full of perms yeah. and cigarette smoke. <laughs> and, uh, so I didn't like the smell. Mm -hmm. I, my mom always brought me in and I folded towels and swept hair and you know, uh, maybe all the things you did because you're yeah. a stylist. Your first um, jobs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I yeah. did that when I was young and I didn't enjoy it. And mm -hmm. so it wasn't a, a, it wasn't a passion of mine to go into the salon. Um, it really wasn't until I just, I had a few bumps in the road with the, with the nursing school uh, that just didn't feel like it was going to work out. And I decided to try cosmetology school for a short period of time and see if I could do that for a few years until I matured and found my real path of yeah. going back to nursing school. And as soon as I started doing hair, I just fell in love with it. Um, I felt very at home in the salon. Um, I really love connecting with people and it gave me the opportunity to have those deep conversations that I kind of alluded to maybe in my, in my youth yeah. that I always enjoyed. You took the step back from nursing and when do you feel like between that gap of nursing school and cosmetology school, you allowed yourself to release the idea that nursing was your path? Because I feel like sometimes you have that idea in your head, right? And it's hard to allow yourself to overcome what you thought was meant for your life and choose something different. How, how did that work for you? So um, I, I worked for a corporate salon for 12 years. Um, and during that time, I really enjoyed it, actually. I enjoyed the, the team that I worked with. I enjoyed um, meeting my clients and growing my business. And I really enjoyed that time. Uh, it was at around the 10 year mark of that, that I started feeling some of my first real deep phases of burnout. Mm. And um, it was getting so heavy that I thought, I can, okay, I think maybe I need to try nursing again. Mm. So this was 10 years after I'd been successful at doing hair. Wow. I still felt this drawback to maybe it's time for me to, to do what I originally thought I was supposed to do. Uh, at that time, I, my sciences for my community college degree in the arts, the degree I was pursuing, I can't remember exactly what it was called, but um, had expired. And for nursing, you needed your sciences to be up to date. So I enrolled in a chemistry class and my kids were young. I had, my boys were born at the time. I have two boys um, and they were little. They were maybe three and four years old, two and three or three and four, something like that. Um, and I enrolled in the chemistry class and I started it. And about three weeks after I started it, I had two of my coworkers come to me and say, you know, I think it's time for us to move on in our careers and we'd like to open a salon and we would like a third financial partner. Would you be interested? And I mean, they no sooner asked me that question. I don't think I'm supposed to be a nurse. I think I'm supposed to go into business and own, own a salon, not just do Be a stylist. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm supposed to do more. And... 
I finished my chemistry class because I'd already paid for it and I thought, I'm already here, I'm just going to finish it. Yeah. But I took that chemistry class and opened my first salon at the same time, mm -hmm. not really knowing which path I guess would be successful and which yeah. one I'd really even go on, but I did them both at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what, you know, when we were talking a little before off, off microphone uh, about just continuing forward, that's what I kept doing. Like if I made a decision to do something, I just kept pursuing it. Like until I ran its course and I could feel like, okay, this is not right and this is right or this is right and this isn't, I just, I always, I'm very actionable. I've always w moved in the direction of forward. Yeah. Always looked for growth in always it. Always looked for growth. Yes, I love, I love that. Yeah, and do you feel like when you were in that corporate job, you said you were starting to hit that amount of burnout probably 10 or 11 or so years after being successful in the business. Where do you feel like that burnout started to stem from? Was it overworking? Was it that maybe a lack of passion or was it that curiosity that maybe a different path would work for you? Or maybe none of what I just listed, maybe something different that felt true to you. It might be a little of all of that. Mm -hmm. I think, um, you know, if you talk to any hairdresser who's, who has done hair, especially full time for a long period of time. And I was working, you know, I had little kids. I was working 40 hours a week. I didn't when they were first born, but at that point I was back up to full time. It is very, people joke that they tell their hairdresser everything. Mm -hmm. and, and we love that. Like I said, I, I really love deep conversations, but years upon years of people telling you really hard things mm. can wear on a person. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of us are very empathetic stylists love being around other people a lot and we're very drawn to people so I think we have this passion for listening and befriending people and we sometimes maybe um, wear a little bit too much of, of their energy or their emotion Yeah. and so day after day of that um, it, it can be it starts to get to you Yeah. yeah. and then I also think that the corporate salon I was in as it got to be a bigger and bigger company and more and more um, people worked in the business and it became my manager at the time while her and I got along very well I think she was very stressed out and, and was that exuded on to you everyone yeah um, and so yeah a lot of people were unhappy in that job and I just think the negative energy of this that space itself and then in addition to just feeling a little worn out behind my own chair, yeah. having kids at home, working a lot, I was just like, I, I'm not sure this is what I want to do forever. And that's okay yeah. to make that decision at any point in life. Yeah. And finding that balance, I'm sure, was hard after having children, after having done that for so many years, you might like lose a little bit of creativity in an yes. industry that like at first was really fresh. Yeah. When you started, so you went through both nursing ish chemistry program and opening this new salon at the same time when you finished chemistry and your salon had been opened at what point were you were it was did that refresh you were you like yes the salon is my my next step yeah was that kind of like the refresher from the burnout yeah i would say for probably two or three years and it was again it was a short this the bumps are coming <laughs> Yeah. So a couple of years and I mean, for a couple of years, yes, I was very fulfilled, very satisfied. Mm -hmm. My business behind the chair boomed at that yeah. time and I was busier than ever. It was awesome. My kid, uh, my husband's a firefighter. So mm -hmm. I was able to work at that time. I was able to make my own schedule. Um, so when he was home, I could work and yeah. when he was uh, at the fire station. I would stay home. Mm -hmm. So he worked 24 hours on and 48 hours off. So it was a good flip flop. It was a great, great flip flop. We didn't mm -hmm. have to have daycare. Uh, and it was it was amazing, 
So it worked really well for a couple of years, um, but the partnership that I went into, unfortunately, uh, was not quite what I was hoping to grow into. Mm. So as I grew, my business partners really didn't want to grow in the same direction. And so we parted ways and that's really hard. I've actually had that happen twice mm. um, with two different partnerships and both times it was just a growth thing. You know, I wanted to go this direction, they want to go that direction. And it's complicated and, and difficult um, when you're friends. And both times were they, fr they were friends mm. that I went into business with. Yeah. So, um, when I realized, so a couple years of, you know, nice growth, relaxing, yeah. really back into my passion, loving what I'm doing, kind of hit this like, okay, here I am again. Mm -hmm. at Familiar this feeling. Juncture of, yes, is this really what I'm supposed to do? Um, I knew at that point I didn't want to be a nurse, but I'm like, what is it that I do want to do? So I took a step back from ownership and then I just worked for myself for about one year. Like in a suite? Uh, I stayed in the same salon actually. Oh, okay. A renter. Them. Yeah, okay. I rented from them, and I just stayed there because I was just—I'm not sure what I want to do. Mm -hmm. I just want to keep my money. Yes. Keep my family. Yes. Yeah. I just want to think. I just needed to rest. Yeah. Uh, and so I was—I was talking to Daniela tonight. Daniela is my translator here in Guatemala, and um, she's 18, and mm -hmm. she's phenomenal. You, yeah, you she is that. wonderful. She can translate both ways at the. Yeah. Uh, she's amazing. <laughs> But she's just graduated high school and is at a juncture. And uh, we were talking a lot about, you know, resting for moments when you don't know what to do. Yeah. Like, though she's a lot like me where she's always doing something. I mean, even at 18, she's always ready. What's next? What's next? What's next? And sometimes when I get in that mode, it's not help. It's not helpful. Yeah. Usually it is. But there are times like that year I knew I needed, I just need to rest. Um, and I'm, I kind of feel that way actually right now at where I am, but there are times, uh, including that, where just taking that year or taking that, whatever amount of time it is, whether yeah. it's a month or a year or 10 years, it can be different for everyone, uh, and just resting and waiting to see what feels right. Um, and honestly, at that point, I hadn't really gone back to church much, but at a, a couple years after that, I really started going to church again. So, in, and I would say now, um, which I wouldn't have said then is waiting for God to direct me and yeah. open doors for me and help guide me because finding your trust again, finding that trust again. I feel like I am somebody who is in those same shoes of always what's next. What's next? How can I create this? How can I make this opportunity to come into my life? And I like that you're describing rest as staying in the same place. You're not describing rest as let me drop it all just relax because sometimes I get into these modes where I'm like, what's next? What's next? What's next? And then nothing's working. And I'm like, forget all that. And I just want to start something new when in reality, what I was doing was filling me up just fine, but I was getting frustrated because I wasn't trusting because I didn't stay with it long enough. And so I love that resting is consistency and just doing what you're doing yeah. Well, continuing to just analyze what else could be. Yeah. And I've never heard like true rest be described in that way. And so I love that yeah. concept of that. When... I don't think you or I could just sit and do nothing. No, no. no. Resting, to us. <laughs> Resting to us is this, <laughs> is being in Guatemala. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Teaching okay. people how to cut hair. <laughs> That's so very true. Very yeah. True. So that, I guess, yes, that is true. It is, it's not doing nothing, but it is yes. 
just saying yes to what it is that feels right and not feeling the pressure maybe to reach for what's next. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, I love that. That makes sense. I love sense. the way you said that. Okay, good. What do you think that the biggest lesson from those two partnerships was? Oh gosh, that's a big question. Hmm. I still own the second business, um, mm -hmm. but my partner is no longer with me. Salon um, Inspire was with partnership. this partnership? Yes. Okay. Correct. Yes. Um, and that dissolved about 15 months ago, and I'm still processing mm -hmm. it. So if that tells you how long sometimes it takes to process something like that, especially when there was a really, really um, good friendship mm -hmm. that ended because of it as well. And I, I don't know that ended is the right word, because I think her and I would still speak kindly to each other but we don't see each other every day right. we don't call each other when something bad happens mm -hmm. um so at this point you know that friendship is not the same right but i'll say it that way um and the, my previous partners i don't talk to at all either um i wasn't as close to them personally but i still i would have called them a friend and, mm -hmm. and i still would but it changes right yeah. everything changes when when you go through something like that so the biggest lesson um I don't know that I have the answer to that yet. What I would say, that's okay. though, is to trust yourself. Mm -hmm. To trust yourself and what's right for you. Um, and also know that just because something isn't right for you, and it, 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 because those relationships are no longer, doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It doesn't, it's probably a good thing for her and for me. Yeah. And for my previous partners and for me. Um, and sometimes we get so full of emotion about it, or at least I did, mm -hmm. um, that I let it feel like a bad thing. Mm. And I don't know that that's what it was. Yeah. Um, so to not be so emotional about it. I also uh, have a tendency to let fear take over a little bit too much during some of those um, endings. Yeah. And to again, to just trust myself that I, I do think this is what's best for both of us. I didn't realize that the second... Um, partnership had been and 15 months is not that long ago that is like a, a normal amount of time to still be processing something especially something that involves your career and your passion and your business and also therefore involves your family and your yeah. livelihood having not realized that that was so recently taking a step back to when you were resting at what point did you find there was that something next? Was that something next your nonprofit or was that something next your second salon it was partnership? The second salon, mm -hmm. for sure. Um, I think after a few months of rest, I could feel a stir. Mm -hmm. Like, okay. <laughs> I, I'm not sitting still very well. <laughs> so I started really looking for a, a new space, a new physical space. Okay, mm -hmm. I just need to find a new space. I need to uh, figure this out on my own. And so I, I really started looking for that next physical space. And I spent a, several months looking. Um, when I start doing that, I get very, I, I will drive to those spaces and sit in front of them. I will park my car and journal. Mm -hmm. I, I will study traffic maps. <laughs> I, I, I it has to be perfect. Yeah, I have to, I dive all in. And I, and then I also need to feel something yeah. towards it. Um, you know, I do believe there's something about our physical space that creates energy for us in Absolutely. our bodies and minds and everything. So if I'm sitting out front of there day after day and it feels, ugh, I don't know how else to describe that. No, it's, that's audience, a feeling. Eh, eh. 
Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to go there every day. No. Right. So I, I, I go and I just, you know, if I pull in and I'm, you know, listening to music and I'm happy and I pull up and I'm journaling and things are flowing. It's like, okay, this feels like the right space for me. So I was doing that for a while, um, and then we open. We decided to open the salon, and we dove in, and, and it was wonderful um, for quite a while. It was wonderful, and. Um, then the pandemic hit. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't just, that just a time? Yeah, I mean, there's so many things. And I think it really opened so many of our eyes to, um, as far as business-wise, what do we want to spend our time away from our families doing? Mm. Is, is, it, is there enough value in the financial payoff to be away from the people we love, yeah. right? Because the pandemic, we were home so much with those people. And we... Um, real, I, I mean, I know for me, I hadn't been home with my family that much ever. And mm. I really enjoyed it. I really, we started playing Frisbee golf and as a family, we, uh, we did all kinds of things. Um, because for s- several weeks it was just the four of us. Yeah. And I really thought, I don't know, you know, that I can go back to the old way of doing things. Um, and so it just made us all look at things a lot differently and, our business started shifting after that for sure. Um, and it it eventually ended, you know, where it did, but, um, just outgrowing spaces, finding value in new places. And when did you start the nonprofit? It was formally organized during the pandemic (laughs) because I was doing a lot of sitting. I had already been to Guatemala once, uh, and I had been on, uh, a trip to Cambodia Mm -hmm. in February of, it was either 2016 or 2017. Okay. I went to Cambodia um, with a group of women uh, hairstylists from all over the country that I'd never met. Program at that time called Freedom Salon, and it was uh, under the larger organization called Rafa House, which is a human trafficking prevention safe house program for women in in Cambodia. This is a great story I love telling. Um, that's This is one of those trusting God things. Yeah. I was just getting back into going back to church, really trying to find my path and my faith. And how did I, how did I fit into this? I had a really bumpy childhood and in like, um, teenage years. I, I, um, didn't know if, if God would even want me in the church to be really honest. Um, and so I was wrestling with that at the time. And then I got invited on this trip and I'll never forget filling out the application. It was a paper application and the questions, some of the questions were, um, what kind of mission work have you done? And I was like, I don't but, even barely go to church. Like mm-hmm. I, none. Uh, and then I said, where all have you traveled outside the country? I'd never left the United States at that point. No, I've never been anywhere. So I just thought, wow. Okay. Well, none, you know, I'm none, not feeling none. very good about this. this <laughs> yeah. So I folded it. I put it in the, in the envelope and I can remember driving up to the mailbox and rolling my window down and saying, God. If I'm supposed to go on this trip, make it happen. And if I'm not, just deny me. Mm-hmm. I put it in the mailbox. And um, to make you a went. long story short, I got accepted. I had to do a couple different interviews. And I went on that trip. Um, again, I'd never left the country. And I went with 10 people I'd never met before. Yeah. And Talk about putting yourself out of your comfort zone. Yeah. And just really stepping into trust. It was, it was amazing. Um, and so that was really my first introduction to doing any kind of work like what we're doing here now in Guatemala. Do you feel like this has become part of your purpose or like you said, you're in this place of kind of resting. Do you think that there's something more next? Um, 
I think I'm in, I'm in resting. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, I really, I, I have an opportunity to come back to Guatemala more often than once a year. I have, uh, there's multiple people that would love to come on this trip. The hairdressing world is so giving. If you know a hairstylist, mm -hmm. more than likely they're an amazing human because they just love people. They love to give back. They love to be mm -hmm. around people. They're kind, they're caring. Like I can count on one hand probably in 24 years the amount of hairdressers that I just didn't click with that were you know, difficult, negative people. Usually yeah. they're just amazing humans. Mm -hmm. um, and so those are the type of people that want to come here and give back and want to share. And, and also they're, most of them are very passionate about their career. Yeah. Especially if they've been in it longer than 10 years or so, they've kind of been through some of those bumps. Those bumps, yeah. And they know now what makes them happy and, and, and what drives them. I have enough people interested. We could come back more than one time a year, but I'm still resting. My kids, yeah. I'm junior and senior in high school. Uh, I feel like, you know, my family is I'm going to be an empty nester, which is very weird to say. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to give those last couple of years away being gone too often. Do you think that along those bumps, obviously you didn't know what you, you would hit a block, you would rest, you would find something new. You would hit a block, you would rest, you would find something new. Yeah. And that all comes with the trusting and the flowing of life. You've gotten to this point now of giving as that next spark of inspiration, yes. right? If somebody who is not a hairdresser, okay. if somebody who is in any field and they're hitting that point of they're at their 10 year mark, maybe of just overworking there and burnout, they, they don't know what is next for them. Do you think that maybe taking a step back and shifting your perspective and instead of trying to explore something new that maybe you thought was right for you, analyzing where you are and seeing how you can maybe give a little bit more back to somebody else to re-spark your passion or maybe yeah. finding somebody else who is also inspired and starting to connect with them or mentor or be a mentee. Do you think that those are ways to help somebody through that point of burnout? Yeah, I well, mentorship is huge. Mm -hmm. I did not realize um, how huge it was until I looked back. I, I actually... When I was working at that large corporate salon, I had a mentor that I didn't even realize at that time was a mentor. She was a stylist who'd been around a long time and, and made a really good financial living doing hair. And it was the first time I'd really seen someone I felt like in, in uh, even watching my own mother struggle financially as a single mom most mm -hmm. of her life. I mean, that's why we lived with my grandparents. Um, I had never seen anyone truly be financially successful with it. And so to watch her be that, be that I I stuck to her like glue yeah uh, she was a mentor and we didn't even mean for that to happen I'm still in touch with her actually mm -hmm. um, I would spend any time with her that I could and just watch everything she did so I think yeah finding finding somebody that's doing something that is inspiring to you mm -hmm. and watching what they do studying them spending time with them having good conversations with them while you rest you know, mm -hmm. one of my favorite things to do right now at this point in my career is, <laughs> I think my team would, would agree, I have probably five lunch or coffee dates a week, every week with I people love who inspire that. me mm -hmm. because I, I need that now. Uh, I need that desperately to, um, continue to fill my cup because I, 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 I saw this thing, uh, called dead leader running not that long ago. It was a, it was a, uh, it was a pastor that was talking about, you know, um, filling your cup basically. And if you can't pour from an empty, empty cup was the, the idea. Right. And I had let my cup get too, too low and too dry. 
for a while and now that is one of the my favorite ways to pour into myself yeah is to find others who um i can connect with to either ask them how are they giving back um what can we do to give back looking back even though i felt burnout at each point i still had passion towards what was next yeah i didn't even know what what it was what it would be Mm -hmm. um but the question that you asked about if I think I really think honestly the the thing that helped me the most was the resting phase yeah because that, that is probably the most challenging thing for me yeah to do. so finding what is the most challenging for yourself <laughs> and putting yourself in that situation <laughs> but no that that makes sense because honestly if I'm being candid that's not what I was expecting you know I I personally I feel like in a lot of the books that I read, like the self-help book, the leadership books and everything that we dive into, it's always like, oh, if you come from a kind heart and you give and you give and you give, like you'll feel purpose and you'll feel passion and that'll like re-spark it. And while yes, that's all true, like you love doing that. That gives you a sense of purpose. That gives me a sense of purpose in some ways. It also comes back to needing that time for yourself and to be like in some ways selfish with that rest, right? Like finding what it is that might work for you and connecting to yourself deeper. And I think that I might've even looked overlooked that, even though that's something that I love to do. Like I love to sit and think deeper about maybe what my next step is, or even just think deeper about what's working and what's not working. But would I have ever said that like, that is where I find like the most important step of my stop, go, stop, go. I wouldn't have thought that. And I, it makes, it's making me think more about, about the times that I'm resting and how it's affecting the rest of my life. And so resting I love that. Is very productive. Yeah. <laughs> actually. And I think all the books that you and I worship <laughs> and about, you know, how to become successful and grow in your career and your passion and all those things. A lot of them don't talk a lot about rest. Um, I think anyone who's reading those books is probably the person that needs rest the most. <laughs> really, you know what I mean. Uh-huh. So maybe someone should talk about that a little bit more yeah. because I'm I'm guilty too. I mean, anyone that's ever worked with me, ask my old business partners. Part of the reasons we didn't work out is because I don't rest very well. Mm-hmm. I, I push. I I push, push, push. Let's go. What's next? What's next? What's next? But in finding what is truly the right thing for what's next and finding my purpose the rest the rest is where i find it sometimes a lot of the times so cool that we have these stories of highs and lows and highs and lows and it brings us to a place that we're still going to have those highs and lows we are successful you are successful you have created a beautiful family a beautiful career beautiful nonprofit, a beautiful way of giving like those are all things that in some people's eyes might be like a successful great life right and you're still here sitting and saying I'm resting and I'm waiting to see what's next you know and I I love that it continues forever yeah yeah it will I mean I can't imagine a day where I don't work um because I love what I do so much mm-hmm. um and I think that's what drives me to find what's next is just, again, that passion. Connecting with people. Connecting with people. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite thing. <laughs> I love it. It's refreshing to 
see some of the same lessons that maybe you've always been told your whole life or that you truly believe, but seeing them in a true story and how little things may have been more beneficial to others that maybe you're overlooking and neglecting. So this is a message for everybody. Allow yourself to rest. The message to Mandy. <laughs> yeah. Remind myself. I always say that. The, like the things that I say on the podcast, I'm like, this one's for me, you guys. Yeah, this is definitely for me. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes we speak the truth we need to hear. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you found little sparks of inspiration in Mandy and in her life story and in our conversation. And if you want to find Mandy or find her salon, where can everybody find you on socials? Salon Inspire KC Mm -hmm. uh, is our salon on Instagram and Facebook. And we are Global Stylist Scholarship on Facebook and Instagram um, for the nonprofit. Mm -hmm. And then we do have our website is saloninspirekc.com and the um, website for the nonprofit is globalstylistscholarship.com. And it is a little bit under construction right now, but that it might be my what's next. Definitely check out Global Stylist Scholarship. That's what's brought us here to yes. Guatemala today. If you're interested in maybe being a part of that what's next in a few years, yeah. send Mandy a message. DM her or DM me or just, you know, get involved. I hope take a little bit of something for yourself. Talk to you all soon. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.